Hey, what's up there, Warrior? This is Jeff from WarriorLife.com, and welcome to podcast episode number 425. So if you've ever thought about carrying a tactical pen as a self-defense weapon, then think again, because there are some serious challenges that you are going to be up against. Now, I'll tell you why, what to look out for, and a better way to think about a pen that's truly tactical. But first, before we jump into this week's episode, don't worry about taking notes because we've done all the heavy lifting for you with this week's handy-dandy one-page cheat sheet you can download absolutely free in the new Loot Locker section of our website. So if you don't have a Loot Locker access yet, just go ahead and head on over to warriorlife.com slash loot, and you can sign up for free there. You're going to get all of our past cheat sheets waiting for you, as well as a bunch of other cool resources to add to your training. All right, now let's talk tactics. Tactical firearms training. Urban survival. Close quarters combat. Welcome to the show that helps you better prepare for any threat you may face in your role as a protector and a patriot. This is the Warrior Life Podcast. All right. Hey, what's up there, Warrior? It is Jeff Anderson, Executive Director of WarriorLife.com and the Warrior Life Academy. And a few weeks back, just as Hurricane Ian was headed straight toward my living room, the schmoops and I decided to get out of Dodge, and we were at the Tampa International Airport getting ready to get on a plane. And before we boarded, I wanted to get a few things done on my laptop, so I went over to the charging station, and as I was headed over there, I noticed that there were two young men over there, and one was visibly upset. Now, I always like to stay kind of conscious of the people around me and what people's temperament is, and so I set up my laptop close to where he was so I could kind of listen in to see what he was so upset about. And what I heard him say was, it's just a pen. It's just a pen. He says, do you know what I paid for that pen? The guy was like, hey, you just got to let it go, man. He's like, let it go. Like, how much did I pay for that thing? So couldn't help myself. I asked him, so who took your pen? He's like, the security guys did. TSA did. I'm like, was it a tactical pen? He's like, yeah, well, it was, but, you know, it's a pen. And it's like, yeah, but was it a tactical pen? He said, yeah. So all you have to do is really just kind of see the signs there to know what are considered weapons and what are, con- what are not considered weapons. And it really got me thinking that tactical pens are part of the self-defense tool group, but they're also part of the tactical group. And this person did not understand the difference between the tactical pen as a tactical item to have versus one that you truly use and want to have accessible to you as a self-defense tool. So what I want to do is I wanted to share with people some of the insights when it comes to using a pen for self-defense and how to use it, how to choose one, how to keep it so you don't get it taken away from you when you go into non-permissive environments like a courthouse or a, an airport. Because I do believe in the pen as a formidable weapon. You have to ask, uh, you know, John Wick with his pencil and Jason Bourne with, uh, with a pen. There's a really great fight scene in, uh, in Jason Bourne, but they really can be used effectively for self-defense. And there are some pros to it, even over a gun or a knife that I want to share with you, as well as some of the things to look for when you are choosing a tactical pen. All right. So first, let's talk about the pros and cons of them, because there are both. All right. So for the cons, first of all, tactical pens should not be tactical. 
So you can find these. They're going to have all kinds of different little gizmos on them. Uh, we're going to talk about some of what those are. I've got a few with me right here. Some are going to have little knives on them. This one has a screw cap that comes off and it has a fire starter on it. It has a whistle on it. You can take off the cap. You can unscrew the cap. It's got a pen on it. And you're supposed to use this pretty much as a Kubaton for striking, but it has all these other gizmos that are survival-like that you can have on it as well. The other thing to look at here is that it looks tactical. It has a lot of different ridges on it for being able to grip it. It is made by a company that was known for tactical pens, Schrade. Uh, by the way, if you're, if you're listening to this, I'm going to do my best to be able to describe to you all the techniques and everything. So you won't have to watch this if you don't, if you're not watching the stream of it or the replay of it later. I will try to, to describe everything as best I can also. Okay. Uh, but this looks like a tactical pen. <clears throat> a lot of these also, as far as a con goes, will have some sort of additional features to it that are pretty much useless. So a DNA collector, for example, <clears throat> it's not, it's, it's collecting DNA because it's got blood on it. Anything you shove into somebody is going to have some biological fluid on it that can be used for DNA. So I wouldn't necessarily look at something as, well, this is really cool because it's a tactical pen that has a you know, DNA collector on it. So that's one of the, the cons also that I don't like is that that these companies will load these pens up with a whole bunch of different features that are tactical, but they're really useless when it comes to using it as a, as a weapon. The other thing you want to look at is <clears throat> that I don't like about tactical pens is that most of them look like a weapon. So just like the Schrade ones that are out there, you can get a ton that are really inexpensive. You can get them really cheaply on Amazon. They look like tactical pens because that's what most people want. They want something that looks really cool. Um, however, it is going to be something that is going to be taken away from you if you try to get it into a non-permissive environment. If you try to take it through TSA, it's most likely going to get taken from you. If you try to get into a courthouse, you're going through the x-ray machine, it is going to be taken away from you. So any place that you are going to get searched for a weapon, it is going to be considered a weapon if somebody looks at it and they say, and they, and it looks like it is a tactical pen. The other thing that I don't like about a lot of the tactical pens is that they don't put enough emphasis into the, the features that aren't considered necessarily a weapon, but they can actually do more damage than good. So for one, it's a pen, so it should always have a clip on it. Now the clip should be formidable. It shouldn't be something that bends very easily because you need to be able to retain it as well. But a lot of them, what you'll find are basically bent steel that have very sharp edges on it. Not razor sharp, but when you are using it as a weapon and you've, if you're stabbing somebody with it and your hand slides down, even just a little bit, those ridges there can slice your hand up. I don't like to do anything that's going to do damage to me, especially if I have to grab another weapon. So for example, if you are going to use a tactical pen to be able to get to another weapon, like a firearm, if I've cut my hand on the inside because I'm using it as a stabbing mechanism and all of a sudden I drop it to go get to my other weapon, if I'm cutting the inside of my hand, I'm going to have blood on the inside of my hand and it's going to make it harder for me to grasp anything else that I choose, whether it's a knife or whether it's my handgun. I don't want my hand to be slippery when I'm trying to manipulate the next weapon that I'm getting to. All right, so those are some of the major cons to it. But I do like the tactical pen as a self-defense tool. So let's talk about some of the pros. So first of all, it is a weapon. That's why you're not allowed to use it in the airport or bring it into the courtroom. 
it is a weapon. It can be used as a weapon. It essentially is a force multiplier tool. So anything that you do with your hands, if you were going to strike somebody, if you were going to do a hammer fist, anything that you put in your hand from that point on, whether it is a stick, a baton, a knife, the butt of a gun, or a tactical pen, when you are striking with that device, it is going to multiply the force that you can do with your bare hands. And essentially what it is doing is condensing all of that force. If I have a tactical pen here, it's condensing all of the force that I'm putting behind that strike into the very tip of where that pen is. So it's condensing that all so I can do more damage in a specific spot than I can if I were just striking somebody with the palm of my hand or the, uh, the, the bottom of my hand and like a hammer strike. I can do more damage if I'm holding a device in, in my hand that way. All right. So it is a weapon. The other thing is that it is intuitive to be able to use. So I like the ice pick grip, and we're going to talk about grips here in just a minute. But if you are holding it just where you have your hand around it and you think about it like, a, like an ice pick and the, you've got the bottom of the pen sticking out the bottom of your, of your hand here, and you're just using it basically your hand like a hammer and you're striking with that, it's very intuitive. It's how most people are going to strike when they're in the throes of a fight anyway is just kind of very these, these gross motor movements. You put a pen in your hand, you now know how to strike with an ice pick grip. It's not hard to learn. Now, there are some advanced techniques I'm going to go over here in just a minute, but intuitively, you can just grab it and use it no matter how you hold it, okay? Um, the other thing is that with a, a tactical pen, especially if it does not look like a tactical pen, is that you can carry it around with you in your hand. Now, you can't do that with a gun. You can't do that with a knife. So as you're walking through a parking lot or as you're walking, if, if you have the right pen and you are in a, a, a non-permissive environment, someplace that doesn't allow you to have guns or other weapons in there, you can have it in your hand. The best weapon that you are going to be able to use is going to be the one that you can get to the fastest. It's going to be the one that you do have in your hand. Most of the time, an attack that happens on you is going to be either as a result of an escalated argument or it's going to be an ambush because a, a criminal doesn't want to give you time to react. They're looking to ambush you and just make swift, you know, victim of you so that they can get on their way. If I have the pen in my hand, it is already a weapon that is ready to go. All right. So can't do that with any other weapon that's out there. The other thing that it is easy to get to. So if you do carry it on your body, if you're not carrying it on your hand, then you basically can carry it in a lot of different places. I can put it into my pocket. I can just clip it on the out, uh, put the clip on or put the pen on the inside, put the clip on the outside, just as I would if it were a combat folder. I can also carry it in the lapel of my shirt. So I can just put it right wherever the buttons are. I can put it into my pocket protector, I can carry this thing. I've got my strack pack here. This is my everyday carry bag um, that I carry and it has um, an individual first aid kit, it has an IFAC on it. I carry an extra pen on that as well. So you can see I've got a, a loop here on my IFAC. I can just take that off and now I can use this. It's very, very quick and easy to get to. <clears throat> All right, the other thing is that <clears throat> it is not going to injure you if you try to use it and you miss your attacker and yet you are somewhere in the way. So what I mean by that is one of the ways that you can use a pen is if somebody has a, a you're grappling and they have some sort of a hold on you. Now, if I have my knife out 
and somebody has me, let's just say a bear hug for the purposes of simplicity here, one of the things I could do is I could take that knife, put it into their hand, and I can put it in there and then stab. Now, if they move their hand really quickly or if I'm not, if they move my arm really quickly and I am I trying to put that toward myself where their hand would have been, I'm now stabbing myself with with the, the knife. So it's with a pen, if that happens, I'm not going to stab into me, but I can still use that as a tool to be able to get out of being uh, um, with this person grappling with me, right? So I can use it for um, for escaping from from a grass, something like that. Um, the other thing is that you can bring it into non-permissive environments because if it is a pen that is not in the eyes of the law or of the security that's that's going to be the judge for you there, then you can take it in with you wherever you might go. Now, this is if it is not a tactical pen, right? So let's talk about choosing your tactical pen that's not tactical. And that's the first law right there. You've heard me say this about pretty much everything when it comes to survival and self-defense and any tactical training is that you want to be tactical but not look tactical. So your tactical pen should not be easily identified as a tactical pen. First of all, criminals that are out there or anybody that is, you know, as we say, switched on, anybody that really is looking to see who has weapons, who does not have weapons, if you're carrying something around that looks like a tactical pen, they're going to know that you have a, you have some sort of weapon and that you are most likely aware. Not too worried about that myself personally. It's not like, you know, criminals aren't going to attack me because I've got a, a pen and that like they're really looking for that anyway, but it is a factor. Okay. So you don't want to, you don't want to look tactical there. Um, the first, the, the first feature that you should really look at is can it write? The first thing a tactical pen should do is write like a pen. Now, here's the reason why I say that. Um, I took a class with uh, Ed Calderon a, a little while back. Uh, Ed Calderon is, is really well known for working in anti, like uh, he worked against drug cartels in Mexico and here in the United States. And he knows what the underworld uses for weapons. And so one of the things he talked about in non-permissive environments and being able to stay armed yourself is the ability to ex- explain what it is that you have on you that could be considered a weapon, but the intent isn't as a weapon. So one example he gives is just even as a knife, is that if you have a knife on you that could be used for self-defense, then I'm not talking about a combat folder. In fact, one of the ones that he uses is actually a, um, we did a, a review on it, and it is a uh, Pioneer, uh, it's a Pioneer Woman knife. I, f- I forgot what it's called right now. But um, but essentially, if you have that with an apple and maybe some peanut butter, then you can explain, well, wait, this is my lunch. Like, I'm cutting my apple up for lunch. You have to be able to explain why it's not a weapon. So you might still get a pen that can be used tactically that, that maybe TSA asked you, like, is this is this a tactical pen? He's like, is it a tactical pen? No, it's, it's a pen. You can twist it. You can write with it. See, it's just a pen. The explanation is going to go a lot farther than even sometimes how it looks. So you have to be able to explain it. So the pen should write. It shouldn't just be filled, filled with a whole bunch of survival gizmos there. The other thing that you really want to look for is that it should have a flat top. So I'm going to use the one that I, that I have right here. Uh, this is the Super Stealth Tactical Pen by, um, by uh, my buddy Mike Ox over at Vision Training. Um, I'm not sure where we've got a, we'll put up the website where you can, uh, where you can check this out. This just came out. But essentially, Mike had been looking for years because he uses tactical pens also. 
And this is one that he found that is, um, it's made of aircraft aluminum. It's got some heft to it, but not so much that it's going to be considered like um, they're going to they're going to see it as a striking instrument at at security. But if you look on top here, it is very flat on top. It is very comfortable to put your put your thumb on top of there. So when you use it as a striking instrument, having your thumb on top of there to brace it is very important. As opposed to most of these tactical pens have some sort of a of a of a glass breaker on it. If you put your finger on there, you're going to feel it's very sharp. It's got a carbide tip on it. It's used to be able to break glass. But if you try striking somebody with this, then what's going to happen is that you're going to damage your thumb. It's it's going to hurt, and you're going to ha- you're going to lose power in your strike. So you want something that is very flat on top of it. All right. The other thing you want is no cap. So this brings up a lot of people have talked about you know can you use a fountain pen as a stabbing instrument? Can you use it as a self defense tool because it's very sharp. It, it's basically got a point to it, right? It gr- sounds like it'd be great for stabbing. The problem is that fountain pens all have caps on them. Usually they screw on because they don't want you to get ink all over your, your clothes. And so they screw on. You've got to be able to get to that weapon super fast and you don't want to take off a cap. So this one has a cap also. If I go to take my, any weapon, that's why I like fixed knives versus combat folders, but I don't want to have to do anything else. I need to get the weapon into use as quickly as possible. So if it has a cap on it and I have to take that cap off and now I've got a striking instrument, no bueno, no bueno. So I like something that does not need to have a cap come off in order to be even be used as a pen. The super stealth pen, you just twist it and it has a pen, has a a pen on the end of it, but you don't have to have the pen tip come out to be able to use it as a self-defense tool. So those are some um, some pretty basic things to look for when it comes to picking out your uh, your tactical pen. Now let's talk about how to use it. Essentially, there are three ways that you can hold the pen to be able to be used for self-defense, and only two of them I would really recommend. So one, and the most powerful, is going to be as an ice pick grip. So you basically just hold it in your fist as hard as you can, and you put your thumb on top to be able to brace it. You have the point of the pen sticking out through the bottom of your fist, and from there, you just basically are using it like an ice pick or a hammer fist, and you're just using this to strike strike a person. Very, very powerful, very forceful, and it condenses all that power right into the tip there. The next way you can use it is like a saber. So this is where you have it sticking out like maybe the top of your of your fist if you were to hold it there. And a lot of times people will put like their thumb on or something like that. And you're looking to basically jab it out in front of you just like you are, you know, it's just, just like a, they call it a saber pick, just like a saber, like you're, 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 you're shoving this thing through somebody's gullet, right? Um, I don't like that as much because you can't get your force behind the actual, the end of it, like you can put your thumb on top for the ice pick grip. So that's going to decrease the force that you can use when you're jabbing it forward. Um, so it's one of the reasons why I don't like that as much. The other way that you can use it is similar to the saber, uh, the saber hold, but essentially you're just using the tip of the pen anyway. So here you can hold it any way you want because you're not going to jab with it. You can, that does still give you the ability to do that, but I'm going to show you how to use this against several different targets on Bob the Training Dummy here. There's another reason why I recommend that you always watch our stream over on either YouTube, Facebook, or wherever you're getting uh, our stream in, or come back and watch the replay video here. All right, but you can go ahead and use the tip that way also. So now let's talk about the targets that you would look at 
for um, that are going to be very powerful. Now there are lots of different targets that you can use. I'm going to use Bob here as a training dummy to be able to explain to you what you can use. And we're just going to basically go from the top on down. Now some of these are going to be self-explanatory, but some of these are going to be kind of very different than maybe what you've thought of before because they're not typical targets that you would use even for striking somebody, punching somebody, or even using a knife or other device like that. The pen can be very unique in that in that way. So the first thing I would say is um, the forehead and the face is going to be target number one. Now I say the forehead because all you have to do is just with the, it's like a modified saber pick, just like the tip, uh, just using the tip of it, any way that I can get here, whether that is a jab with a, uh, with a, with a um, ice pick grip or whether we're in grappling range here and I can just come up here and just get to the forehead and scratch this across the forehead, the forehead bleeds a lot. Like, I mean, a lot. So first of all, there's an intimidation factor there for the person that you are fighting as well as for other people that are, are not necessarily watching, but like other buddies that are looking maybe to jump into the fight. So it, things can get very bloody very quickly. One of the other benefits of using the pen for self-defense is that legally holding this up in court versus a gun or a knife or some other thing that is a true weapon, even if it's a tactical pen, a regular pen, if you will, that can be seen as like a regular pen is going to be better from the standpoint of maybe legally as well. All right. So it's just not going to look like you were out looking to take somebody out with a knife or something. But anyway, the uh, the forehead here, I like as a target because I can just rip this across. It's going to bleed very easily. It's going to go down in their eyes, and it's going to be very intimidating. So it's going to blind them because it's going to get all that salt in there and everything. So they're not going to be able to see as well. They're not going to be able to fight back as well. Um, anywhere on the face, so I say forehead and face because with the tip of the pen, I can just dig it in anywhere and just shoot my hand out away from me or toward me. It doesn't matter. All I'm trying to do is just get into the cheek or into any part of the skin that I possibly can and just rip the face. Anybody that's ever like, you nick yourself shaving, that thing takes forever to to, uh, to stop bleeding, right? So anywhere on the face is gonna work really, really well. The next thing we do are the eyes. Probably very uh, self-explanatory, but if I can get this thing and gouge it into the eyes, again, I can rip it across, I can scrape it across. What you wanna do is try and get where the nose is. So first of all, I don't even have to look. I can put my hand up here, I can feel and all I have to do is when I feel that nose, I know where the notch of the eye is. And that's where I want to put the tip of the pen because now I don't have room for that thing to move around. If this person's moving their face around, moving their head around, it's going to be harder for me to get something. But if I can brace the head and I can get that pen into the corner of the eye, then I can drive it forward into the eye or I can basically just rip it across there and I'm going to scratch their eye. They're not going to be able to see out of that. The next thing are the ears. So with the ears, again, they're easy to feel. So I can come in here and I can come in where the ear is. I can feel with my thumb. It's another reason why I like this modified saber thing, uh, saber grip, is I can feel with my thumb where the ear canal is. From here, if I've got my, my finger where the, the tip of the pen is, I can basically just bring it right into the ear canal and drive it in. You burst that eardrum in there, it is going, there's going to be excruciating pain. Nobody's going to be able to fight back from that. The other thing with the uh, with the ears is that you can get down to the mandibular angle, which is right where the jaw comes to. It's it's kind of this area here. So there are some pressure points in right behind your jaw, right where the ear is. 
if you put your fingers in there, you can, you can kind of dig inside. You can feel that even just with a little bit of pressure, it's going to hurt quite a bit. So essentially, I just put my, put the, the pen in there and I dig in. I want to force it to me. That's going to be a lot easier because now I can bring their head toward me. I can, I can really dig this in and that's going to cause excruciating pain that's going to go up into, all the way up into their head. All right. The other thing is the nose. So again, I can feel where their nose is. I can take this and I can jam it right into their nasal cavity, excruciating pain. So I can get it there. I can just push straight into the nose. We're just like anywhere in that nasal, that, uh, their, their nasal cavity, just kind of drive it in there. That's going to be excruciating pain. It takes nothing to be able to do this. The other way you can use it is the flat of the pen underneath the nose. So it's very, it hurts a lot, like right on the, uh, the upper lip, right underneath the nose. Essentially, you can basically just put the whole pen right underneath the nose, and you can try this on your buddy or on yourself. Uh, if you get behind, you brace the head, and you just push in on that pen, you're, that's going to be excruciating pain there as well. Again, it's not, it's a, like a non-lethal way that you can use the pen also. All right, the other thing staying on the throat here is that jugular notch. So it's right where you're at the top of your breastbone here, right top of your ribs, right at the, the bottom of your throat. There's that notch there. And again, this is a common area that we use in self-defense to be able to escape from, from holds and to be able to choke somebody. And again, with this, you can do this either with an ice pick uh, uh, strike right to that spot right there or anywhere to the throat here. But if you do have it here, one thing I'd like to do is, first of all, most people will push straight through. That's not what you want to do. You want to dig into that notch and you want to angle down into their body. That hurts a lot worse and it's going to cause a much, uh, much stronger reaction from that person by doing that. Next, we have the ribs. So this is something that you can strike to the ribs. Um, it's going to get those intercostals there, a lot of pain there. It's going to uh, condense the force, multiply that force right to the ribs there. So that's going to hurt a lot, even if it is just be able to give you enough space, enough reaction time to be able to get to a gun or something like that. Um, also, if it is a fighting situation where you are on the ground, you can dig it into the ribs. Just put it in the ribs and just move it around, just dig it in. And you don't want to just like stab straight in. You want to take and you want to move it around. All right, that's going to cause a lot more intense pain there. Also on the hand, if somebody is, if you're grappling with somebody, especially like in a ground fighting situation, you just get your hand right, or, or right on top of their hand where all, where all those, the ten, tendons and the ligaments are right on the top of like opposite the palm of their hand and dig in there. That is going to take away use of their hand if you get that strong enough. Um, but it's going to also, they're going to release their grasp from you as well. The other thing we have, of course, is the groin. So you can either strike with the, like an ice pick grip into the groin. You can also dig in with a, sa a modified saber here. Just get underneath the scrotum and rip up. Always a pleasant little experience there. Also on the inner thigh. So I'll include the inner thigh on this as well. You can take and pinch the outside of your thigh, the skin on the outside of your thigh, and then pinch the skin on the inside of your thigh. You'll notice that there's a huge difference in the amount of pain. Same thing happens when you take the pen and you dig in there and you rip. All right, and then finally, I will talk about, just like with your hands, and you can see it already, well, there's you can see, like it already puts a, put a mark in my hand there. But you can do the same thing with the feet. So if you get somebody who's in the BJJ and they're choking you out and they've got their feet wrapped around you and you can't get to anything because uh, they've got an arm wrapped around you, you can't get to their hand, you try to get to their eyes and they're bringing their head back because they're, just get to those feet. Like if they got their feet wrapped around you, grab, 
reach down for those feet, take the, uh, even with, with the shoes on, you can still feel it. So you just take that pen, dig it into the top of the foot where those tendons are and just dig it in, dig it in, dig it in. If you can get your, yourself away from being, their, their feet being wrapped around you, then you have a better chance of being able to spin yourself around and get out of the chokehold as well. All right, so those are some very very simple targets. There are a lot of other pressure points. There are a lot of other ways to fight with it, uh, to flow with it, to be able to get to another weapon also. Um, but this is uh, this is just kind of a down and dirty tactical pen crash course for you, all right? All right, now I want to hear from you. What are you using for a tactical pen, and what other techniques have you seen to be able to be useful for it as a self-defense weapon? So go ahead and leave a comment where you see this blog post or wherever you're getting watching the stream or uh, going over to our, our website at warlife.com, and we'll check you out there. And until then, this is Jeff Anderson saying prepare, train, and survive. You've been listening to the Warrior Life Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed the show. You can help us spread the mission of self-reliance and self-protection when you rate us. And leave us a comment wherever you enjoy these podcasts. And don't forget to check out our posts and videos on our social media channels. You'll see a full directory when you visit our website at www.warriorlife.com. We'll see you next time. This has been the Warrior Life Podcast. Prepare. Train. Survive.